Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And we might have a little fun along the way. It's the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. The program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Glad you're joining us today. It's great to be with you during these turbulent times. Of course, we'll be talking about, obviously, uh, the most recent developments of coronavirus, the after effects and the situations that we have now with a lot of places closed, a lot of events shut down. Um, And I'll share my thoughts on it, too. My brief thoughts before we introduce our guest in the first half of our show is just I encourage everyone to to continue to live your life as normal. I mean, don't, and especially don't uh, panic, and and I would say even don't buy into a lot of the hype because it's obvious that there are certain media outlets, shall we say, and certain corners um, of our society uh, and the world, frankly, that are trying to overhype this crisis and and, uh, make it even worse than than it already might be. So, and the other thing I would leave with you is that if you take a cold, hard look at the facts, the statistics, um, the reality, the truth, you, I, every citizen of America is at a dramatically, exponentially um, lower risk from coronavirus than we are from just driving in our car every day or from getting the flu, uh, uh, the, you know, <laughs> uh, deaths from the flu, sickness from the flu, illness is, is, is exponentially uh, a greater risk than coronavirus. So just encourage you to put that in perspective, and I would encourage you to continue to shop at your local businesses and as much as possible uh, live your life as normal. Um, we'll talk more about that a little bit later in the show. Right now, we're pleased to be joined by a candidate for United States Congress, and she is running for a seat that uh, many of our listeners, you know, uh, actually we'll be voting in and actually live in. So we're looking, really looking forward to speaking with Shelly DeAngelis, candidate for United States Congress. Shelly, it's great to see you. Thanks for coming over and being with us. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here today. And Shelly, first of all, can you tell us the uh, the seat number you know, of the of the position of the co- congressional seat that you're seeking and a little bit about the dynamics of it? Sure. So it's Congressional District 7. And um, the uh, current senator, I'm sorry, the current congresswoman in that seat is Stephanie Murphy. And uh, the area that it covers is all of Seminole County and North Orange County. So if you kind of go from Geneva down the 417 to the 408, come across and straight up I-4, it carves out North Orange County as well. In fact, our, you know, that entire area is in our coverage area, so literally everybody that would be hearing this program, I mean, not everybody that hears the program, but everybody in your district um, lives right in the coverage area of, of our station and our show. So That's it's fantastic. great to have you with us. Very relevant. Um, now, first of all, Shelley, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the dynamics of the seat in general a little bit later. Of course, Congressman John, our friend Congressman John Micah held that seat for many, many years and did an outstanding job. Uh, until he lost in 2016 to Stephanie Murphy. Um, but anyway, one, uh, we'll talk more about that a little bit later. But right now, can you share with us why you're seeking to serve in the U.S. Congress? Sure. So I have a one biological child and five additional stepchildren. And uh, their ages range from 13 to 24. And when I listen to the kids coming home and talking about what they're learning and you know the various um, educational levels that they're at, there's a lot of talk about um, far-left thinking, um, social, uh, a socialist ideology, and things that really have begun to concern me as a parent to the extent that I felt that I needed to get involved and to do something about um, the, the, what's happening with our education system and our political system in this country. Um, combine that with I have been in the healthcare industry for over 25 years, And I've seen a lot of regulations and laws come down that we're supposed to implement that I think are ineffective in addressing the health care problems today. And so I thought I might have something to offer further upstream in development of the policies themselves. No, that's great. I commend you. It's a big undertaking, and I really uh, salute you and commend you for for, stepping out there and taking on this very uh, challenging endeavor on behalf Mm -hmm. of citizens in our country. 
I appreciate that. It's it's um it's a big step. So I take a lot of, a lot of time to think about it and walk uh, walk the district and talk to people. Now I would like to go back briefly to the dynamics of the particular office that you're seeking because, as I said, um, that entire geographical area was is, is within the boundaries of our station. So a lot of members of that district are, you know, will be hearing this program and listening to our show, and I'm sure they're very engaged in that race. One other thing I want to point out is you know, you're um, in a Republican primary, so at the moment you know, you've got to win a Republican primary before you would have the opportunity to, to be the candidate versus a Democrat Stephanie Murray, Murphy, who's you know, currently holds the seat in Congress right now. Um, can, can you talk about that? Because I want our listeners to be aware that uh, you know, this isn't right at the moment a, a st- straight up head to head race. You've got to kind of fight your way through a primary against a number of other Republican opponents. Can you share with us why anything else you anything you'd like to talk about the dynamics? But then also, you know, why would you be the best Republican you know to represent the Republican Party against Stephanie Murphy and the Democrats? I appreciate the opportunity to talk about that because it is a crowded primary and there are. Uh, in fact, I think somebody just got in yesterday, so there are about seven um, uh, Republican candidates in this primary, which tells you, uh, for one thing, the interest in um, moving Murphy out of the seat. Uh, it's by far the most crowded primary uh, in anywhere uh, in, in a radius uh, very far from here. So uh, the reason that um, that I think that I have an advantage and I'm the best candidate in the primary uh, which was is mid-August, in case the listeners aren't sure when that is, is um, there, there are several reasons, um, but one is my business experience. So I have um, almost three decades being a businesswoman and understanding how to plan and strategize and execute and make sure that we're delivering results. And so that's something that we've had a lot of career politicians in D.C. that people have become tired of and frustrated with. So business experience, I think, is critical. Um, secondly, healthcare uh, experience is um, time and time again the number one concern of individuals, irrespective of their political affiliation uh, in surveys. And so, having um, experience in a healthcare system, I've seen the patient side, the physician side, the um, pharmaceutical side, the hospital side, the payer side, um, you know, the outpatient side, the post acute care. So, I have a lot to offer there. And lastly, um, they really want to elect a woman in this district. Uh, if you look at voter turnouts for the last um, two election cycles, there were more than 20% more women that showed up to vote than men. And the person who got the highest votes out of the district um, of all of the Republican candidates in the last election was um, our attorney general, who uh, you know is, is, is um, Ashley Moody is a woman. So um, I think that they're really looking for qualified female candidates. Very interesting. And friends, we're speaking with Shelley DeAngelis. She's a candidate for United States Congress, District 7. It covers all of Seminole County and much of North Orange County. The, it's currently held by Democrat Congresswoman Stephanie Murphy. For many, many years, it was held by Republican Congressman John Micah. That is the district, congressional district, in the race that we're talking about right now. And we're speaking with one of the Republican primary candidates, Shelley DeAngelis. And you know, a lot of great, we've got a food for thought there, Shelley, about your background, and I think it's an, an outstanding background, obviously, for, for serving in Congress. I agree with you. There are too many career politicians, and yeah, I always in, you know, like to see people from the private sector with private sector business experience you know, mm-hmm. r- running for office. And, um, and John Mike was, was, was much the same way himself. He had an incredibly strong uh, business background. Um, now, can you talk about... You know, I know you've been out campaigning, working hard. What kind of reception are you getting, and what are you hearing from those people um, in, in the district, District 7? You know, it's been a really positive reception. Um, I spent a lot of time walking the district before I decided whether or not to run, and we can maybe talk about that decision a little bit later. But um, it's a challenging district in that uh, it's almost even thirds between Democrats, Republicans, and um, independents or non-party affiliates. And so I spent a lot of time really talking to the district because I wanted to make sure that I understood the needs of the district and um, that I felt that I could represent those because it is a, a very diverse um, area. So, um, but the reception's been very positive, and they are, um, I think, eager for a change in the district. We're speaking with Shelley D'Angelis, candidate for United States Congress, 
District 7, it the area covers all of Seminole County and a lot of North Orange County, currently held by Democrat Stephanie Murphy. We're speaking with Republican candidate Shelley DeAngelis. And Shelley, can you talk um, you know, a little bit more about, and when we come back from break, I would like to talk to you about your decision to run. What were the, the, the factors that you felt led or that motivated you to, to step out and become a candidate? But I want to make sure we have a lot of time to talk about that, so we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. Um, before we go to break, can you just tell briefly um, a, a little bit about um, your experience in the healthcare industry and, and how that, that prepares you specifically to serve sure. in Congress? So, you know, I have personal um, experience in the healthcare industry. My um, brother passed away of cancer. My father is a cancer survivor. Um, my whole family was in the medical industry. So I was kind of born and, and bred in, in different aspects of, of the medical industry. And I just think that we have so many opportunities to improve access, to improve the quality of care, to improve um, price transparency to people so they're not getting blindsided by these huge bills that they didn't expect afterwards. Um, it's so complex, partly of necessity, but partly because we've made it that way because it's a it's a huge um, profitable uh, business. And so for people who are trying to navigate that system and really understand how to get the best care and uh, for the lowest price point, there's a lot of demystification of the system we can do, and there's a lot of low-hanging fruit that we can take advantage of to help make it more affordable. Very interesting. Great uh background i'm sure you can share some great insights you know if you were, if you were to be elected certainly and that's, that's what we need more of in washington in general is just people that are closer to uh, the the people the citizens mm-hmm. everyday business people everyday working people i think that what happens well i, you know, I don't think like we, we i think we all know what has happened in washington is that people have gone out there in m- many cases with the best of intentions and They've essentially become part of the system and yeah. uh, adapted to the Washington culture and mm-hmm. uh, lost touch with the, the people down home. So it's uh, great that you'll be uh, attempting to, to be one of those people that, that get there and, and represent the citizens. Thank you. Yes, I, I think it's important that the, that the first thing you're thinking about is not how do you get reelected. Uh, I think what you need to be thinking about when you get there is how are you delivering on the promises that you've made and um, how are you really representing your district and the individuals in your district? And like you said, you can't get caught up in that echo chamber. I think that's uh, dangerous. Well, Shelley, we're going to take a quick break. When we come, well, friends, we'll come back. We'll continue to speak with Shelley DeAngelis, candidate for United States Congress. She'll be seeking the position that's currently held by Democrat Stephanie Murphy, and she is in a crowded Republican primary. And that election, that primary election, will be held in around mid-August. Before we go to break, of course, I want to let you know about our friends over at Florida Door Solutions and let you know that if you have any a garage door problem of any kind or if you want to look for a new garage door, um, both cr- for commercial or residential purposes, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. You can find them at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com. Or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. And please be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Locally owned and operated, door-to-door solutions. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio, here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And of course, one of the things that affects us very directly are our representatives in the United States Congress, and of course this being a huge election year, presidential election year, which everybody uh, within the sound of my voice knows about, we all know about, uh, Congress, uh, is, is local Congress congressional seats are a big part of this election, specifically one right here in the heart of our coverage area, that's United States Congress District 7, specifically it's all of Seminole County, a big part of North Orange County. A lot of Orange County held for a long time by Congressman John Micah, most recently by Democrat Stephanie Murphy. And we're speaking with one of her Republican challengers right now, Shelley DeAngelis, who's a candidate for the Republican nomination. Do you want to point out that there are a number of candidates seeking the Republican nomination? So that's one thing that you'll need to be aware of as, as you contemplate and observe this particular seat. Before we go back to Shelley DeAngelis, I want to 
give you a shout, word from our friends over at Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair. And of course, um, one of the things that will continue, um, you know, life as normal uh, in this whole in, in, you know coronavirus environment we have is is your lawn and garden needs. I mean, the lawn and garden you know are not going to shut down because uh, you know we we might be uh, shutting down a little bit. So you're still going to need to have lawn and garden needs in the best place to get those done and to get help with those are Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. They're your one-stop center for all your lawn and garden needs. They're also your home of steel outdoor power equipment products. Come and see Mike and Kyle and Brett and all the great guys at Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair at their impressive showroom at 2975 West Orange Blossom Trail north of Apopka right between Plymouth Reno Road and the 429. A Popka mower and equipment repair. They sell the best and they fix the rest. Find out more at apopkamower.com. And be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Let's go back to Shelley DeAngelis, candidate for United States Congress for this District 7, which covers the area of Seminole County and a large part of Orange County, North Orange County. Now, Shelley, I would like to hear, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, some of your reasons, or we talked, we were going to talk about your reasons for entering this race. I know it's a huge decision. You're a first-time candidate. You mm-hmm. don't come from the quote-unquote political world. Um, and I know it, it took, a, from personal experience, it was a huge decision, and it took a lot of, I'm sure, contemplation. And can you talk about what led you to want to seek this position and, and, and you know, th- your decision-making process and how you came to, to, to enter the race uh, for the Republican nomination of Congress. Sure. So as I um, mentioned a little bit in the first part of the segment, um, <clears throat> pardon me, I have uh, six children, um, including my stepchildren. And so um, as they came home and were talking more and more about things they were learning in school that tended to be quite left-leaning and some of the socialist ideology, um, I became more and more concerned about the future of our country and what role I could play as a parent and a leader in helping with that. Uh, at the same time, I've had uh, 25 years of healthcare experience, and I was becoming frustrated with some of the laws that were coming down that we were um, expected to implement, and I thought I might should go upstream on that. So I'd spoken to some people within the Republican Party, and I got a call last July from Congressman Phil Rowe, who is um, from Tennessee, and the co-chair of the Doctors Caucus and part of leadership um, recruitment. And he asked me to consider running for Congress and said at that time, this was July of 2019, there were 700 healthcare-related bills before Congress. Now, I want to juxtapose that against the um, fact that of the women in Congress, so there's 101 women in Congress, 88 of those are Democrats, five of those women have healthcare experience. Zero of the Republican women have any health care experience whatsoever. So you have a Congress, uh, you know, House of Representatives made up of 435 people, 101 women, and no Republican women with health care experience, and, you know, 45 physicians up there. But he said no one has this type of health care experience right now in Congress. No, it's great. It's great. To, it would be great for you to be there and, and have the country would have the, you know, the benefit of your expertise and background. Can you talk a bit about what? What you know, some of the roles that you had, some of the jobs that you had in the healthcare industry. So I worked a lot with um, physicians and um, really uh, understanding, helping them understand how to navigate the hospital system and what differentiated um, the hospital system from others that they might bring their patients to. <clears throat> and then I've helped manage physician practices before. I've done um, uh, business development and overseen teams of business development for the hospital. Most recently, I was the vice president of um, strategic planning for Advent Health for a 10-county area. And in that role, I led the executives and um, physician leadership through a planning process that determined where we would put products and services and assets in the coming years based on the needs of the community. We're speaking with Shelley DeAngelis. She's a candidate for United States Congress, District 7. She's in a crowded Republican primary. The incumbent is Democrat Stephanie Murphy. The geographical area is all of Seminole County and a big part of Orange County as well. Now, Shelley, if we look ahead, and I know you've you know, obviously you've talked a lot about your your interest in the education aspect 
of, of the job, healthcare, your, in your background, professional background in healthcare, um, your business experience from the private sector. What, if you were to be elected, um, you know, look ahead and you know, think optimistically and think if you were to be elected and you became Congresswoman Shelley DeAngelis, what would be your top priorities of your agenda when you went to Washington? So, um, you know, in the healthcare uh, segment specifically, I think that we have to focus on um, opioid abuse, which I know they've begun focusing on that, but I think that that is critical. That drives a significant amount of the cost in the healthcare system right now. Uh, I also think that there's an opportunity to really focus on mental health. Uh, suicide and drug deaths are at an all-time high, and mental health is expected to drive $238 billion of our healthcare costs in 2020. Um, so I think there's significant opportunity there. We, I also think, as a Republican um, party, need to develop a better articulated health care um, plan uh, that is the counterpoint uh, to um, Medicare for All. On um, education, I think we have to really balance it out more. Uh, we have to remove some of the hard left-leaning uh, rhetoric that's taught through our education systems. I think we really need to look at um, uh, expanding trade schools. I think we have to look at the cost of education. The education debt is $1.5 trillion right now for college students. They come out averaging $27,000 in debt. Um, Stephanie Murphy's uh, family owns Full Sail University, and um, students out of there come out of debt anywhere from $40,000 to $100,000. Um, so they're with very low placement rates. So there are a lot of challenges in the education system, I think. Um, I'd also focus on immigration. I think there's some real opportunities there um, to help um, build the wall, but also help address people that have been here for years. So our agricultural industry in Florida is 70% dependent on um, immigrants here, a lot of whom are not legal. So I think that there's uh, a lot of opportunity there to help find ways that we can address that um, and not destabilize our agricultural industry. We're speaking with Shelley DeAngelis on the Roger Franklin Williams Show today. Shelley is a candidate for United States Congress, District 7. It covers all of Seminole County, a big part of North Orange County, currently held by Democrat Stephanie Murphy. And Shelley, I, you know, I didn't want to talk too much about the coronavirus, but because um, I mean, obviously it's being talked about mm -hmm. certainly a lot already. I think a lot of the talk is hype, as you, as you heard me say, uh, you know, overhyped uh, to, to, you know, for every reason. Um, and I've got some ideas about the reasons, um, mm -hmm. you know, create a, con a crisis or create a worse crisis than, than just the virus presents. But, you know, I, I'm interested, you know, in, in, with you with having a background in the medical profession, what are some of your thoughts? So it's interesting. I was looking at, so the latest, uh, it's, we have about 3,774 confirmed cases as of uh, yesterday in the U.S. and um, 69 deaths in Florida, 149 cases with four confirmed deaths. And I went back and I looked at SARS and H1N1 and Ebola and the typical flu and the coronavirus. And, and as you mentioned, um, you know, the death rate for Ebola was 50%. The death rate for SARS was 15%. Um, the death rate for coronavirus is anywhere from 0.4 to 3.4, depending on which part of the nation, et cetera. And one of the um, things I think, you know, fallout depends on how, uh, when you catch it, how contagious it is, obviously, how fatal, of course, but how hygienic people are and how quick we are to develop vaccines and put procedures in place. So, um you know, I think that the the death rate and, and looking at that alone is uh, important, but it's not the only variable we should be looking at, looking at how many people actually have it and how contagious it is and how contained it is. I tend to agree with you. I think there's a lot of hysteria around it. Um, and, you know, in speaking with some of my physician friends, I think that they've been challenged with um, the reaction as, as well that we've seen nationally. Thank you for giving us great mm -hmm. insights, and it's obvious that um, you definitely um, are a very thoughtful person, and I think we certainly need more of those <laughs> in elective office. Um, before we go, uh, Shelley, I'd love to have you share just a little bit about your campaign specifically, and uh, if some of our listeners would be inclined to contact you and um, how they would be able to do that. Oh, thank you so much. So we would love to have any um, 
help from anybody in any way that they feel that they can help. So certainly volunteers on the campaign are always helpful. Um, so the ways to contact us, we, uh, the website is um, Shelly, and it's an unusual spelling. It's uh, short for Rochelle. So it's Shelly is C-H-E-L-L-E at Shelly for Congress. And the word for is spelled out dot U-S. So, again, it's Shelly at ShellyForCongress.us. And then we're also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And so people can contact us in any of those ways. Well, excellent. We really appreciate you coming by and spending uh, time with us today and, and sharing your reasons for running and some of your, your insights and some of your ideas. Thank you. I'm very excited about it. I would love the opportunity to represent the people of this district. And um, I am proud to be here today and, and be in this wonderful country and I'm proud of the um, the things that we stand for in this party. Well, th- well thank you very much, and uh, wish you all the best, and you maybe you can come back and see us another time thank uh, you. along the campaign trail. Friend Shelley DeAngelis, candidate for U.S. Congress. Uh, the short answer is for, for the seat currently held by Democrat Stephanie Murphy. Before we go to break, we're going to go to break, but before we do, of course, I want to let you know about our friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair and once again, car repairs and your car breaking down or needing to be serviced is not something that's going to stop, um, as we might be slowing down a little bit uh, during coronavirus. If you have a place or you're seeking a place that will care for your car or vehicle with old-school honesty, integrity, and dependability, I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. They're located 1908 South Orange Boston Trail, Apopka. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. And of course, as you know, the topic of our show is talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, country, and course, uh, we have an issue right now that's affecting us directly and it's affecting people worldwide. That's the so-called coronavirus uh, crises, if you will, pandemic. I have some very uh, specific uh, and strong thoughts and opinions on this situation. I want to share those with you uh, here in the remaining time that we have together. Before we get into those, um, I want to, of course, let you know about our friend, Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic. Dr. Patrick St. Germain has worked with athletes from all levels, at all levels, from elite high school and college athletes to professional athletes to Olympic champions. So when you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855 when in pain. That's Dr. Patrick St. Germain. When you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855 when in pain. And find out why Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic have been voted best chiropractor for now 15 years in a row. And please be sure to tell them, of course, that Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com support our program and all the programs you hear right here on AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Now, I'd just like to share my, my thoughts with you concerning this coronavirus situation. Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's, you know, ver- the crises aspect of this is, is very overblown. I think it's an orchestrated attempt, really, to to make this, um, to literally shut down uh, America, certainly shut down the economy, damage the economy. And that, those are my thoughts on it. And I think it's uh, the big picture is it's or certainly at least if it's not orchestrated, certainly have a lot of elements um, of our society, especially I would say uh, those include the elites, if you will, who I refer to as the elites, um, the power structure, the, the swamp, um, of, of course, is a, a, a part of this, the the so-called mainstream media, the left, the now left wing mainstream media. All these um, elements 
are literally going out of their way to to promote this, to blow it up to where it's uh, uh, make make it bigger than than than, than the threat, uh, really. And 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 you would say, well, why why do they want to do that? Why? What's the point? Well, obviously, um, to damage you know President Trump, to damage Donald Trump and his prospects for reelection. And I think to me, it's just an incredibly simple equation because if you look at the facts of this um, so-called crises, just exp- just fact-wise, truth-wise, you or I or any citizen of America has a much greater has a much greater risk of contracting the flu than coronavirus, exponentially greater. We have a exponentially greater risk of dying from the flu than coronavirus or many other um, type of virus-related illnesses. There is an infinitely bigger chance and threat that we will be hurt or killed in an auto accident than any exposure to the coronavirus. So when you take a deep breath, stop and think about it for a minute, you, the, the, to shut down our entire society and who knows how long this is going to last? And that's another point I want to make. Uh, there's an optimistic view and a pessimistic view of that, um, which, which, of course, shutting down the society, what's going to happen? You're going to damage the economy uh, severely, uh, especially small businesses, especially working people who need to have a, an income every you know single month, if, if not every single week. The people that make this country work. The, the nuts and bolts, pe- you and I, the people that go to work every day, that, that drive the trucks and build the houses and fix the plumbing and you know, all these things, you know, sell the insurance, uh, work in the retail stores, work in the grocery stores. All these things, if, if just put on hold, just can't, if just put, try to put that on hold for a couple of weeks, frankly, much less, you know, uh, indefinitely, the economy is going to come to a, a screeching halt. That's just a fact. So why would somebody want to do that? Why would somebody want to overhype a situation um, by shutting down the society, uh, which would trigger uh, a full-scale economic crisis? And that's where the, that's where the, the, the crisis is here. Uh, the, the economic crisis, the threat, <laughs> the biggest threat to you and I is, is shutting the economy down indefinitely due to this uh, over these overblown so-called fears uh, of this virus of which um, uh, statistically is 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 minimally um, you know is 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 much lesser threat than um, anything uh, the common cold or the flu or or, or being uh, hurt in a car accident or killed so why would we want to sh- shut down the economy why do we need to shut everything down? And I would suspect that there are people that have an agenda who very, very smart people that know that the on the left um, that know that shutting down the economy is going to uh, damage ultimately <laughs> Donald Trump's prospects for reelection. And this damage the rank and file working class American people um, a, as a whole. That's that's what I see uh, taking place here. And I'm choosing not to participate in it uh, personally. <laughs> I'm going to go about continuing to live my life. I'm going to shop where I normally shop. I'm going to do essentially everything that I do. I'll be a little bit more cautious about personal hygiene uh, situations, which I'm already cautious like that anyway. Uh, of course, washing your hands, of course, uh, even shaking hands. It, shaking hands is a bad idea to begin with. <laughs> Maybe that might be one thing that, that could come out of this um, is go to another way of greeting other than shaking hands because shaking hands does put you at risk of getting the flu. Uh, shaking hands does put you at risk of, of getting other illnesses. Or um, So yeah, I'm going to take, obviously, uh, common sense precautions, um, and I would encourage you to do the same. Uh, but common sense precautions do not include cloistering myself in my house uh, for an indefinite period of time. Uh, does not include not going out to a, a restaurant or a bar or, or a, a place to have, have a, a beer or, or a dinner or lunch. Um, I'm going to keep doing that as long as those places are open. And I'm going to keep shopping with the local businesses that I normally shop with. And I encourage you to do the same. And when enough people do that, we will minimize the effect, the economic crises that, that <laughs> um, 
potentially we are on the brink of. Um, and and we'll most you know stay in good health. I, I, I suspect, and I strongly feel strongly suspect as well. But the point is that I do want to make is, is and, and this is just one point that I have observed, and I would encourage you to take a hard look at it as well. Who you know, anytime you have a so-called crisis, it's important to look at who benefits from this crisis and who would be damaged by it. Okay, who would be damaged by not necessarily the coronavirus, because that would damage everybody if they were to contract it. Um, but who would be damaged by the economic shutdown that we are risking right now by all these draconian, uh, overblown measures uh, by trying to overhype this coronavirus, the threat of, of, of a coronavirus? Well, people like you and me, small business people, uh, you know, people who own homes, people who have to pay rent, <laughs> you know, basically the rank and file producer class of America, um, all, all the way up and down the spectrum. Uh, that's who will be damaged <laughs> severely. Um, not being able to pay your mortgage, not being able to pay your rent. Um, at some point, not being able to buy food. Um, that and who's going to be damaged by that? Who, greatly inconvenienced. Um, school shut down for at least two weeks. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Virtually every event. Um, you know, even my church <laughs> was closed yesterday. Uh, who's going to be damaged by that? You and I are going to be damaged by it. The overreaction, it's and and okay, and then who else will be damaged? Very possibly, I hope not, but possibly uh, President Trump and his reelection efforts. Uh, the fact that he was riding this huge wave of one of the most robust, vibrant um, economic uh, periods that we've ever had in America, by all accounts, uh, by all metrics. Of course, uh, he, he'll be damaged. Basically, his uh, the 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 explosive. Extraordinary, the profitable, uh, the healthy Trump uh, economic uh, situation is is now having a huge hole blown into it. Gee, who would who would be happy about that? <laughs> of course, China would be happy about it. Um, of course, Democrats, of course, liberals, left, the left, the hard left, the mainstream media. Um, that's who would be happy about it. The swamp. You know, and, and, and uh, you know, the tentacles, all the tentacles that the swamp controls, which is really, truly extraordinary. And one thing we've learned uh, recently is uh, through the whole impeachment fiasco. Um, and that was a that was a crisis, that, a, a manufactured crisis that they attempted to manufacture uh, and they fell flat on their face. I'm talking about the, the swamp and the, and the anti-Trump forces, the left, Democrats. Um. So we, we know there are certain people that are going to benefit from shutting the, the country down by throwing America into a, a, an economic crisis, an economic shutdown. And those people are all on the left and they're all enemies of traditional America. They're all tra- enemies of, of you and you and me. So that's the situation as I see it. I want to encourage everybody, as I am doing, to take common sense precautions to make sure that we do not put ourselves at risk. For me personally, that does not include shutting your life down. That does not include not going out to lunch at your favorite restaurant. That does not include not going out to dinner or going to your neighborhood pub or tavern. doesn't include that at all. It does not include um, stopping conducting regular business. Uh, and I, I'm going to, as much as possible, continue to conduct regular business, visit my clients and sponsors, um, and et cetera, et cetera. I encourage you to do the same. Because if we don't do it, things will the the economic detriment will be severe and harsh, almost to uh, un, unlimited proportions. Um, so anyway, that's uh, those are my thoughts there, and we'll pick it up when we come back from the break. Before we go to break, of course, I want you to know about our friends to be uh, our friends Vito and Rhonda over at Network Sound and Video, and. That Vito will be joining us again soon uh, for another update on how we can preserve our memories and make them last forever. Of course, Vito and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video can take any of your outdated media and they can put it on modern, up-to-date technology so that you can use it. You can put it in your computer. You can um, enjoy it and you can share it with family and friends around the country and around the world. That's Network Sound and Video. You can find them at... 2550 Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood 
you can call them at 407-834-8555 or just go to find them 24-7 at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. We'll be right back. And this is my turn. Welcome back to the Roger Frank and Williams Show. I'm especially glad you're joining us today. Of course, the Roger Frank and Williams Show is a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. Obviously, as we know, there are numerous forces now, um, especially uh, leading candidates in the Democrat Party, that are dedicated themselves to opposing uh, everything that those of us who believe in traditional American values, believe in God, family, country, understand how the country was created, understand the principles upon it was recreated, um, you know, people that are, you know, intent on destroying those, tearing them down, bringing them down. And frankly, I think that's a big part of what's happening now with this coronavirus crises situation, overblown crises situation, in my opinion. And so that's what we're talking about right now on the show. But um, we'll get back to that in just a moment. But before we do, of course, I want to let you know about our friends, our friend Glenn Tatum and the great people over at Glenn Tatum Septic Service. Glenn Tatum Septic Service offers services for both residential and commercial customers. Pumping your septic tank is probably the most important thing you can do to protect your system. With standard uh, proper maintenance and by being aware of your daily living habits, you will greatly improve the life and health of your septic system. Find out more helpful tips and, of course, find out if you need sales or service from Glenn Tatum Septic you can find out more at TatumSeptic.com. That's TatumSeptic.com. And when you call them, please, Bridget, be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. And now I'd like to just get back to our topic of the day. And I just can't help but believe uh, by observation and common sense that a lot of this overhype, this overreaction to the coronavirus is driven by forces that are anti-traditional America, anti-traditional American values, anti-American, and anti-Donald Trump. And to me, it's a very simple equation. What is the best way uh, and the, the easiest way, I guess, to cripple uh, the, the United States of America? Um, cripple the economy. Shut the economy down. We see what happens even with a hurricane. Even when we here, right here in Central Florida, when we get hit with a glancing blow from a hurricane, um, how devastating that can be in the sh- relatively short term, uh, and by um, of of the economic impact, people not going to work uh, for several days at a time, businesses shutting down, businesses closing, p- businesses getting their power knocked out, and having to be out of business for a, a week or two. The effects are devastating. Well, just think, uh, you know, now we've got that a similar situation. Power's not not part of it, but, you know, shutting down, uh, you know, people uh, calling for, you know, encouraging Americans not to, to conduct regular business. Don't go to work. Stay at home. Um, don't go to school. School's closing. All the athletic events shut down. Um, all, all this mass um, shutting down of the society can only do one thing, and that's damage the economy. The only question is, how badly will it be damaged, and for how long will it be damaged? Who wants to damage the American economy? Good, hardworking, red-blooded American patriotic citizens like you and me? No, we want it to be good. We want it to be thriving. We need it to be thriving. No, the people that want to damage it are the left, Bernie Sanders and his supporters, uh, the swamp, of course, including the the so-called Republican, conservative, never Trumpers, um, communist China, and probably most of the rest of the world. That's who would like to shut the American economy down. That's who is glad when America's not doing well and doing poorly. And I think that's a, a big part of this whole equation right now. I just want to share with you an observation that I made. And once again, I'll tell you my solution, the way I'm trying to, attempting to deal with it is obviously take common sense, uh, hygienic uh, precautions, uh, but also continue to live my life just like I would normally live my life. 
and I encourage you to do the same, and I, especially other than maybe go out of your way now <laughs> to go visit one of your local small businesses and do business with them. Um, uh, go out of your way now to go in uh, one of your local restaurants or favorite uh, pub and, uh, and have a beer and a sandwich. That's what I suggest. Um, that's what I'm doing. But, you know, whenever I hear reasonable people <laughs> talk about the situation, I would reasonable people like the governor of Florida, uh, DeAngelis, um, no, not the guy that the Democrat candidate. No, not not that guy. <laughs> the, uh, uh, the uh, governor of, of DeSantis, excuse me. Um, President Trump, of course. Uh, Surgeon General, Vice President Pence, other legitimate health care authorities. Uh, you hear a lot of common sense suggestions. You hear a lot of... Uh, um, serious information, um, warning of legitimate threat, but not overhyping it, not overblowing it. What you see and, and um, what we hear, and I don't really see it because I don't have television, but I can see it online from sources like CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, Los Angeles Times, you know, your basic Washington Post, your mainstream media, if you will, your left-wing mainstream media are absolute hysteria, absolute full-blown hysteria, like it's some kind of a horror movie, like like we are dealing and are on the brink of some kind of a massive horror movie. Um, you would think literally hundreds of thousands of people are, are, have fallen sick with this virus. You would think that hundreds of thousands of people are dying, that it's rapidly spreading across every aspect of our, of our country. It's just not happening. Uh, and And something like 75% of the few deaths that have occurred took place in one nursing home in the state of Washington with elderly people who were ill to begin with. So the threat, the actual threat to any healthy person, any basic red-blooded patriotic American, um, or even not so patriotic, is minimal at best. You've got much higher, you're much higher risk, exponentially higher risk we are of getting the flu of dying from the flu, of getting killed in an auto accident. That's, those risks are serious. Those risks are real. Uh, the risk from coronavirus, I think, is, it, it's serious. It's largely overblown, and it's, it's certainly not necessary. That risk does not justify shutting down our entire country, and which is obviously the end result will be to put a serious, serious, seriously damage our economy. And of course, who will be hurt by that? You and I will be hurt by it. Hardworking patriotic Americans that make this country run, that get up and go to work every day and every week will be damaged by it. Our small businesses who are the the backbone of our whole economy and our whole country, they'll be hurt by it. President Trump's political uh, fortunes might possibly be hurt by it. And so, gee, who would want that to happen? (laughs) I mean, this is a very simple equation, friends. This, is, this, is, this isn't even mathematics. This is a basic arithmetic uh, to see who's driving this and why they're driving it. And I'm, for one, not buying into it. I, incur- I strongly encourage you not to as well. And then I do want to talk in the remaining moments we have left. Uh, and I, before we do that, though, I want to let you give you a word from you know, a, a great you know, friend and supporter of our show. And that's Dr. Richard Petrilli. And I want to know, let you know that Dr. Richard Petrilli is now celebrating uh, 15 years of serving extraordinary patients, of giving extraordinary patients extraordinary service. And we appreciate his support and all that Dr. Richard Petrilli does for our community. Um, two things quickly, an optimistic version and a not-so-optimistic version. But before I even talk about that, is um, we'll talk about the optimistic version briefly, you know, um, as specifically at the latest when I went on the air, now the only problem is uh, things are moving at such warp speed that, um, you know, things change, things could have changed dramatically since the time we went on the air for this program 45 minutes ago. But the latest information I had about, you know, Orange County Public Schools specifically and uh, probably some others in our Central Florida area are they are going to take an extra week off over spring break 
and plan to come back after two weeks. Okay, that's not so draconian. I mean, that sounds almost like a common sense uh, uh, plan. Um, and if that were to be the case, and if a lot of this shutting down, um, you know, only lasts for a week or two, a couple of weeks or so, two or three weeks at the most, the hit to to your and my life and our the economy and our economic fortunes would be uh, you know serious, but 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 most likely minimal, and we'll just carry on and you know go back to business as usual and go back to having a, a normal, happy life and productive life, uh, economically speaking. Now, and there are indications that that most that very likely to happen. Um, now, the pessimistic take on it, and this kind of fits in with my overall uh, you know, um, opinion, not to be uh, too pessimistic, but is that that the people that are orchestrating this, that are driving it, maybe orchestrating might not be the best word, and it might be totally accurate too, but it's just the people that are helping to fan the flames, the people that are jumping on the bandwagon <clears throat> to just try to blow this into something that's much more serious than it really is with the, with the, you know, the goal to shut down America, shut down the economy. Of course, that's, of course, led by the mainstream media, other various aspects of the swamp, um, et cetera, the elites, uh, you know, the Fortune 500 companies and all those, all that kind of thing. Um, you think they're going to stop after two or three weeks? What I'm expecting, you know, after two or three weeks is another wave of hysteria at that point. Oh, my God, this is getting worse. Oh, my God, things are so much better. It's spreading. Uh, you know, more and more people are at risk. Not dying, of course, uh, or at risk. Just more hype, more crises hype, more um, manufactured crises to keep extending the deadlines, these deadlines, to, to keep America shut down for as long of a period as possible. I, and I definitely expect to see that kind of effort. Now, the flip side of it, and I've got to give Limbaugh credit for this because he's the one that expressed it, and I totally agree with him, and is sooner or later, <laughs> some of these people on the left um, and these um, elites are going to realize, hey, wait a minute, this is hurting me too. It's not going to help the NBA specifically, to, to mention one, to be shut down indefinitely, forever. <laughs> it's not going to help these major corporations. It's not going to help Starbucks um, or, or whomever. I'm just using them, uh, throwing their name out there. <clears throat> Eventually, even some of the people that are participating in the hype are going to be damaged by this. And at that point, I think we can reasonably expect things to get back to normal. And um, that's... Uh, and that's something to, to be hopeful for um, and, and, and a ray of hope there. But I, but I definitely do think that there will be forces that, led by the mainstream media uh, to continue the hype, continue the crisis hype, uh, just on and on and on and, and try to shut down the country for as long as, as humanly possible, basically. And anyway, I'm going to live my life. I encourage you to, to live your life as well. And um, those are the thoughts I want to share with you today. I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank our excellent producer, Jeff. And now... Uh, have, have a great day. Thank you.